Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 102 of a Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I'm wondering, where are you on your food peace journey? Are you at the beginning? Maybe total diet rock bottom. You know, if you're listening to this in real time, it's January and everyone around us is talking about their new diet. And maybe you're someone that's like, Oh, I can't do another diet. I can't get into that crappy, hopeful, non-existent outcome kind of fantasy excitement that diets bring. Because you know what? You've tried them so many times. They haven't worked for the first hundred times. So why are they gonna ha- why are they gonna work now? Maybe that's where you are. Or maybe you were at diet rock bottom a year or two ago and you've immersed yourself. And you've become radicalized, as I, some of us like to call it. And that may sound like a negative, but it really is not. You've decided that, you know what? I don't need to be fixed. The world needs to be fixed. We need to eradicate diet culture. And yet, diet culture still exists. And I know for me, I'm someone that calls herself a body image guru, for God's sakes. And I still have days where, I look in the mirror and I'm like, huh, really? (laughs) And it's hard. And honestly, I have to admit, it's shameful, you know? But I know when I talk to my therapist and my supervisor, it's, it's something that we all 
are experiencing, even those of us who have been along this journey for a while, and those of us who are advocates for others in the beginning part of their journey. And I have a very special letter today from someone who is really has come along on her food peace journey, has really decided that her body doesn't need to be fixed. But sometimes when she looks in the mirror, she has that kind of instinctual kind of default setting of like, eh, I don't know if I like that. And then kind of a, a, a shame spiral that gets into effect. And she's appreciating that she doesn't like that. And what can she do about it? There's a lot. And I get to talk to Meredith Noble. She's a food and body coach that is someone that is going to give you some really cool, different insight on your food peace journey. So I'm excited to share that with you. If you enjoy today's episode or has maybe the Love Food Podcast helped your recovery or helped you opt out of diet culture, one of the ways you can support the Love Food Podcast and give back is by leaving a rating, a review, or subscribing. Those are all really cool and free ways that you can do that. And I really appreciate them. There's something about the iTunes algorithm that whenever someone subscribes, leaves a rating or review, or even shares the podcast, it helps it just show up quicker when people are kind of using the iTunes um, search engine for podcasts and helping their relationship with food. And I don't know about you, but I want everyone to have access to knowing that, you know what? They can feel at home in their own skin today. So the way you can leave a rating or review is just search for the Love Food Podcast in the iTunes search engine, and you'll just click on it. And if you scroll to the bottom, there's a a section where you can leave a rating or review. You can also click on the show notes, and there's a link after the first paragraph, and it gets you right to that section. I appreciate you for listening today. And if you're able to leave a rating review, I even more appreciate. So thank you. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. Are you affected by PCOS and at Diet Rock Bottom? Well, I want to help. I have a special course that I designed just for you. It's the 12 steps that I take clients individually through to help them move away from diets and promote peace at the same time. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can do intuitive eating and improve your health with PCOS. So here's the thing. I designed a special e-course that helps people go from diet rock bottom with PCOS to helping to heal their relationship with food. And I open it up for enrollment just a few times a year. And January 25th is the next time I'm going to be opening it up for enrollment. How do you get connected? Well, join the waitlist. You can get to the waitlist sign up page by going to PCOSandfoodpeace.com. Once you do that, you will get a free download the first three steps towards food peace with PCOS, and you'll get on the wait list, which means I will let you know when everything um, opens up and you get all the details as they are live. So I'm excited to see you there. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, you and I have been on a journey towards peace for years now. When I was growing up, you and I had a really great relationship. But then I started to be weary of you in my early 20s and started to restrict you through calorie counting and diets. We went through a season where I used you to cope because of some emotional healing. But now I understand that's where I was at the time 
and that was okay. We've had our ups and downs over the years, but now I feel pretty neutral and comfortable around you once I stop focusing on weight loss. This year, at age 35, I really began to appreciate you more after reading Linda Bacon's book, Health at Every Size. I realized that you are not the enemy and my body is lovable and acceptable at every moment. It's a body that has carried, birthed, and helps me to take care of my three young children each day. Finding peace with you has helped me find peace with my body. For several months, I felt the most free I have felt yet on this journey towards body image acceptance. I stopped judging my body and other bodies. I was peaceful more affectionate with my husband, and even more intimate. I felt sexy. It was wonderful. But then one day, I saw a recent photo of myself and I started to freak out. I honestly wondered, who is that? But clearly, it was me. But where did those curves come from? I felt ashamed of my body. And then there were more photos that showed that same body, and I didn't like what I saw. Food I started to blame you. For a month, I tried to pursue weight loss by eating less, counting calories, and feeling very hungry, despite knowing that diets do not work. I felt like all that work I did toward making peace with you was for nothing because here I was trying to control you once again. But now I am back on track, working toward accepting my body and eating intuitively. I'm starting to realize that I'm not always going to like what I see in the mirror. I may not like every image of me captured on camera. So how do I respond when I don't feel so great about how my body looks? What do I do when I see a photo of myself and the first thought is a negative one? How do I respond without thinking I need to hurry up and fix my body? I would love to be a loving, gracious observer instead of judging and being critical of my body. What are some ways to do that? Love, seeking, mirror, peace. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. I really appreciate it. And holy crap, you have done so much work. And I love hearing how you are actively opting out of diet culture. And you know what? As much as you and I do that, we still live in a world that is constantly opting in. And actually, they don't even really have consent. I feel like our world, it's like the default or our world feels like it's the default. And so for us, opting out of diet culture, it's this constant active process. It's radical. And I want to give you some more support. I've gotten to know the work of Meredith Noble She's a food and body piece coach for plus size people. And actually, I saw her at a conference, um, the BETA conference in Brooklyn. I saw her from across the room and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Meredith Noble. I need to go talk to her. And then I never got a chance to. It was just, I don't know, it just didn't happen. And so we were connecting after the conference about how crappy that was. And I said, hey, can you help me answer this letter? And she's going to help. So let's go ahead and give her a call. Hey, Meredith, Julie Duffy Dillon here. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. It's so great to connect. I know we didn't get a chance to actually chat during 
Bita. And so I'm so glad that we can actually talk live, although not in person, but I'll take it. Yes, I'll take it too. Yes, it's great to be talking to you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I really appreciate you giving us your time to help me answer this letter. Did you get a chance to read over it? I did. Yes. Fabulous. So, um, you know, something I mentioned earlier to the listeners is that, you know, there's some parts of her letter that I can relate to just because like, you know, when you've gone through a lot of, um, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I've been really immersing myself in haze and radical body acceptance for at least 10 years now. And there's still days where I'm like, huh, I don't like what I see in the mirror, you know, and, and how that can feel mm-hmm. icky and shameful in itself because, hey, didn't I already get that done? <laughs> Aren't I already like yes. totally loving myself? And so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to talk to you because I think you can give us some insight to help this letter writer and anyone listening who can relate, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, that was the very first thing that, that stuck out to me too, was, was the idea that maybe this person is feeling a lot of shame about having gone back to diets. And the first thing I wanted to share with her was how normal it is to, to, possibly get this stuff on an intellectual level, but still be working on integrating it in our own lives. Yes. I I often think that just understanding the nuts and bolts comes first. And then we start to put the practices, you know, into our own lives. And then, um, and then sometimes we have a bad day and we get triggered by a photo that we see and it's easy to fall into that place of shame when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for what's been helpful for me is to like recognize it and name it when it's happening. Like, oh, there's that shame. But, you know, we're all trying our best to like survive in this culture that is so fat phobic and um, how diet culture is like the new normal eating, <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh. exactly. It's no wonder we, we fall back into it when we're, when we're feeling uncomfortable feelings. Like for a lot of us, it's a really comfortable place to go back to dieting. So I just, first, I just wanted to say how normal this is for, for both the letter writer and for anyone else out there who's experienced this, this kind of going back to diets when, when being triggered by, by some kind of external, uh, you know, thing that they, they, they see out in the world. Well, I know you work with many people who are exploring their own kind of food and body piece. And, you know, from this letter, was it familiar? Like, is she going through something that you see in other people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the time. Like, like I was saying, like, we, we live in this culture that is obsessed with dieting. So, of course, you know, when we struggle with something or we see a photo we're uncomfortable with, of course, you know, dieting is top of mind. Of course, that feels like a place um, where where we want to go. Um, and and we're living not just diet culture. I like to talk about fat phobia. We're living in a fat phobic culture. We're living in a place where where being in a body above a certain size is is frowned upon. And so, you know, that I, one of the things that stuck out in the letter to me was, you know, where did those curves come from? I felt ashamed of my body all of a sudden. And that's, that's, um, that's fat phobia talking, right? That's, that's the culture telling us that curves are, are not good. And, and again, it's, it's not the fault of the letter writer or anyone else who's experiencing this. It's the fault of the culture that is teaching us these messages over and over day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's so helpful just to to even name that, like um, such a feminist perspective, right? To like name this evil thing that <laughs> instead of it like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And and, she, and there's so many parts to this because like part of it is her saying there's something wrong with my body. And then there's something wrong that I'm not really getting 
really into this uh, body acceptance. And yet, no, it's the fat phobia that she's experiencing when she feels that. Um, that's what's pushing it and triggering it down that path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and just the the idea that uh, her her efforts before were wasted that that really struck mm-hmm. me. I felt really really sad when when she said that because I really truly don't think those efforts have been wasted. Any time that we we have these moments where we're tempted to go back to dieting or we actually go back to dieting, um, the work you've done before is not wasted in any way. I, I just I truly believe that um, each time we we build up. Uh, trust in our body or appreciation of our body. Um, our body remembers that and our mind remembers that. So I, I really think that those efforts that she put in before really aren't lost. Yeah, definitely. Never, ever wasted. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Still so important. And um, so for this person, you know, she's she's read Health at Every Size. She's immersed herself and she's experiencing these triggers. What what do you feel like are like the first few steps you'd recommend to her? Yeah. So there's a lot of different directions we can go in, but at first I I thought it might be useful to focus on the photo itself as the trigger, because I know this is so common for people. We can feel great in our bodies and, you know, sexy around our partners and all these things, but sometimes a photo is what stops us dead in our tracks. And, um, what I think of when people are looking at a photo, they're suddenly worried about this sort of external perception, like, oh, that's what I look like. What must other people think about what what I'm looking like in that moment? Um, And what can be really helpful when you're looking at a photo is instead of focusing on what you were looking like in that moment, to focus on what you were experiencing in that moment. Um, Often these photos that we're looking at uh, at of ourselves are with other people. And the people who are around us in those photos are loving us in those moments. They're appreciating us. They're having fun with us. You know, whatever was going on, um, probably if there's a photo being taken, good times of some sort were happening. Um, so it can be really helpful to focus on that. Like, what was I feeling in this moment? Who who was appreciating me? Appreciating me, and and can I feel the same uh, appreciation while I'm looking at this photo for for that experience? Mm, I love that. You know what? I'm connecting to some own, my own personal stuff into that. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's that's such a helpful thing to hear, to redirect like the the juices flowing in my noggin when I look at a picture. You know, when I when I'm smiling, just like as like a fake smile, professionals kind of smile. My eyes are open. When I'm laughing, like my eye, my like bags in my under under my eyes take over basically my face, and <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm you can't see my eyes. You know, I'm just like. I'm laughing. And whenever I would see those, I can remember friends in the past being like, Julie, this is my favorite picture of you. And it'd be the ones where I'm laughing so hard. And that's what they would say. They're like, I, I remember that moment, you know, you said blah, 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 because I'm, I like to be funny. And <laughs> so they're like, they were connecting to the moment. And I was just seeing like the surfacey shit, you know? So yeah. that's super helpful. So thank you. Um, selfishly, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, yeah. And by the way, my eyes do the same thing. Like they get really squinty when yeah. I'm laughing. Yeah. And I mean, whatever, that's BS. Like, why can't I like that? And because it is a, a connecting to the what's going on in that moment that it's pure joy. Like, that's what's happening. That's how I can tell when I'm taking a picture and actually happy. Yeah. And the other thing that came to mind is, 
is just that we don't see photos of ourselves very often. And so that's why sometimes it can be really shocking. Like, oh my God, I look like that. Um, So it can be really helpful. Well, two things. There's, There's kind of two sides of this. One thing is to normalize larger bodies, whether that's your your own body or not. So the first thing I often recommend to people when they're working on body acceptance is to just look at as many photos of people in bodies that are your size and larger as possible, like as many as possible. Um, and the way I recommend to people that do this is, uh, is often Instagram is a really great way to do it. Some people do Pinterest and things like that. I find that if you have a static collection, it's a little boring because you're just seeing the same photos over and over. But the nice thing about Instagram is that you can follow people and then you're constantly getting new photos of people who are in larger bodies. And the reason why this is so important is because we really don't necessarily see a lot of positive images of people in larger bodies. And we can start to dismantle the own, our own fat phobia in our own minds the more we start to associate larger bodies um, with positive things. And uh, to, to be able, the more we see images of people in larger bodies, the more we can see the beauty in them, the inherent beauty in them. And that's not necessarily, um, you know, a, an aesthetic thing. It's just like under, seeing the beauty in a whole person that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of just looking at other people's bodies and photos of their bodies. And then there's also, you know, looking at photos of our own body more often so that we um, that we're so we're less shocked when we see something like, oh, God, that's me. Um, And the more like having a selfie practice, whether or not you share those selfies more broadly with the world is is kind of irrelevant. But, um, you know, taking photos of yourself and and learning to appreciate them over time can be really helpful as well. And and I recommend not just like the perfect selfies, but also just like appreciating kind of the outtakes and and sometimes even um, purposefully taking photos that are quote unquote less flattering. I I put that in quotes because often we consider flattering being slimmer and I don't see that, but um, you know, photos that we traditionally wouldn't think of as, as attractive purposefully taking those and exposing ourselves to them can be really helpful as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's something that I've been able to appreciate that over time, um, like really purposely changing my Instagram feed to show more body diversity, I can tell my, my brain is wired differently. And, um, it's really, it's, it's, it's so awesome. It's like, we can fight back and we can, um, rewire, like unlearn those things that our fat phobic world has taught us. So, um, are there anyone in, in particular on Instagram that you particularly like really find helpful? Oh man, um, there are so many. Um, let me think. I totally uh, put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like ah, um, glitter and lasers. Um, I really love her feed. Um, she's a, a fantastic woman who now lives in New York and was just like an everyday woman, and then just kind of found her way into doing some modeling on the side. So that's um, one option. Um, there's a, a woman named Nakatende Esther, um, which it's N-A-K-I-T-E-N-D-E underscore Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, um, who's an, just another uh, beautiful, larger woman. Um, 
I can also provide a list that yeah. you can share at the end because yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm feeling like, ah. <laughs> but, I um, totally put Meredith so on the many. spot there. So, um, <laughs> but I, and I don't know those two that you just told me. So I'm so glad I asked and yeah, we'll, we'll put together some and put them in the show notes. That's, that's easy peasy. We can totally do that. Um, yeah. and I appreciate it. Even those two alone, like, I, I don't know those two, so I can't wait to go, um, follow them right after we hang up. Um, <laughs> So uh, I like the couple I mentioned are like technically plus size models, but I also like finding people who are not models because I feel mm-hmm. like even plus models um, just have this like perfection about them that, you know, it's, it can be helpful to look at them, but also I think it's helpful just to find kind of everyday people who are out there um, and aren't necessarily all gussied up um, and making themselves look extra beautiful for a photo. Cause it's really just about appreciating the human form. Awesome. So if you're new to the podcast, we have something called a food piece syllabus. And that is a collection of books and other podcasts, blogs, whatever under the sun that we know helps us to further cultivate our food piece journey and help us get out of this fat phobic culture, help us unlearn all that crap. Um, And Meredith, do you have anything that you want to add to it? Yeah, I just based on this, uh, where we went with kind of the selfie taking, I wanted to mention uh, one of my colleagues, uh, who's Vivian McMaster. Um, She is a a body positive self portraiture uh, expert slash photographer. Um, She she does her own portraits of people. uh, But she also has these amazing programs, which I still haven't taken, but I've heard such great things about and I actually did get to participate in a workshop in person with her once and it was just fabulous. So they're workshops on self-portraiture and she takes you through kind of step-by-step like day one, take a photo of your feet and kind of warms you up into (laughs) taking uh, lots of photos of yourself. And um, people share, people in the group share their photos with each other and appreciate each other's photos. And it's just a really great process for um, becoming more comfortable with your own image. So um, her programs, she has a lot of different types of programs. I think they're all under kind of the umbrella called Be Your Own Beloved. Um, and and I would I would really recommend checking out her work. And even if you don't do the program, just like what I was saying before, you can kind of DIY it if, if you're not into the, the program. Um, but I, I think either one would be really helpful for anyone who's struggling with seeing images of themselves. Awesome. Fabulous. Um, I've heard many great things about that program too, and I haven't done it. I know a few dietitians that have been a part of it and they got so much <laughs> from it. So I appreciate that. Um, I think... Uh, any love food listener would get a lot out of doing a program like that. So um, I really appreciate your time. And I'm wondering if someone is wanting to know more about your work, Meredith, what's a good way for them to get a, get in contact with you? Yeah, well, um, my website, uh, so my company is called Made on a Generous Plan, and my website is at generousplan.com. So that's, you know, where all of my articles and resources reside. There's tons of great stuff on that site. I'm also really active on Instagram, so people can find me at Made on a Generous Plan on Instagram. Twitter, I'm Generous Plan, <laughs> and uh, I'm also really active on Facebook. So um, any, of those, uh, any of those channels are a great way to find me. Awesome. And what kind of coaching do you do? So I specialize in helping people in larger bodies, so people identify as plus size or fat, and uh, I help them make peace with their bodies and with food. So um, that's helping people learn to eat intuitively, but also how to kind of nurture this body acceptance that you and I have been talking about um, while living in a larger body. 
Oh, good. Well, thank you. And I, I feel like I connected with the exact right person for this letter. Like, it seems like you guys are a great fit. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. And my, my thoughts go out to the letter writer. Um, I am so glad you wrote in and I hope this was helpful. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope this helps. I hope that the suggestions that Meredith gave you give you some starting points and something to mull over. And just know that we totally are on your side. We are with you. And even though it may seem like none of that earlier work was worth it or you're going backwards, always remember you are moving forward. You're navigating the best you can. Before we get to Food's Letter, because I see Food is written back, Thank you to this episode's sponsor, my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get on the wait list by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you could leave me a rating or a review or share the episode. Any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. So I appreciate anything you can do to support the Love Food Podcast. I am excited to hear what food has to say. And until next time, do take care. Dear Seeking Mirror Peace, our travels together have been easier until late. We see you denying yourself and trying to take up less space. The world doesn't need less of you. You don't need to be fixed. The world needs to be fixed. As we write these words, we know you already know this. And there's shame at times when the food peace journey gets rocky and confusing. Even though you've worked toward acceptance, the world can still trigger you to doubt it. This isn't your weakness. Continue moving forward by connecting to the feelings and relationships and photographs. Let your eyes settle more often on your image. We know that repetition will allow you a clearer picture of your never ending beauty. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.